Um, I'm going to hand over to Paddy in a minute, who has uh, recorded a short sermon for us. Um, but first of all, the reading, uh, as I've mentioned a couple of times, is John 13, and it's verses 34 to 38. A new command I give you, says Jesus. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Over to Paddy. Well, good morning. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Once again, we're a virtual. But um, before I begin, let's quickly pray. So, Father, we thank you for being exactly who you are. We thank you that we are still able to, to gather together and worship you, even through the confines of technology. So, Father, I pray this morning as I speak, maybe somewhat generally, would you be speaking specifically to our hearts this morning? Would your word continue to feed us? Would it jump out of the pages as we continue to, to read and process in the coming days, Lord? We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. So as Nick said, we're picking up in, in John 13 and um, specifically honing in on this phrase he uses in which he says, Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And so, so John 13 kind of begins what... Um, scholars would say is the farewell discourse, kind of chapters 13 to 16. It comes directly after Jesus has, has washed the disciples' feet. I think we spoke about that um, back at the beginning of July. And these, these few chapters, like 13 to 16, we'd say are, are deeply theological. They're rich. Um, these chapters, they reveal who God is. They reveal what he's doing in the world. And ultimately, they reveal what he's doing in us as well. And it's at this point that we really pick up as the disciples receive the, the simplest, the clearest, but, but also potentially the hardest command yet, in which he says, you are to love one another. Now, I always, maybe it's a pet peeve of mine, but I always have to remind people that, that loving others, it wasn't a new command for the Jews, for God's people. Like all the way back in Leviticus, usually we, we trace it to Leviticus 19, um, in which they are given this series of, of countercultural and gracious moral commands. And I say all these things because God was always gracious. He was gracious in the Old Testament from start to finish, and he has always called his people to be gracious as well. So despite how their enemies would treat them, God still says, Leviticus 19.18, is you are to love your neighbours as yourself. So this wasn't like quoted directly from Jesus, but he was quoting the law as well. But Jesus starts this, this phrase by saying, like, a new command I give to you. So what, what is new? If, if, we, if we're saying that actually this is an old command that he's not recycling, but he's quoting from. So what is new is is the mode or, or the manner of this love, the depth and the type 
of this love. Because Jesus says, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And we get a bit of a clue in, um, even in the language. It's, it comes from this Greek word, agape, um, despite all the Greek failings in language. Um, it's quite useful when it comes to love. It differentiates maybe between like fondness or like a brotherly love or like really liking someone. But, but agape in particular, this love that we're talking about today is, is this self-sacrificial love that is best defined and, and explained to us through the life of Jesus. He says, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And now um, I always find it deeply amusing how the gospel authors, they don't hide how the disciples, they didn't want Jesus to leave because he kept pointing to this idea that they were to carry on uh, his ministry without him. And it's there that looking back at his life, they would find a pattern and a shape and a way of life, um, looking back at his, in which how they were continue, how they were to continue his ministry. And the same is, is still for us today. Because we haven't spent 2,000 years merely celebrating how Jesus ministered for, for three years. Because our faith in, in who God is, in the person of Jesus, in what he has achieved, it always has an outworking. And that's why we can look back on, on church history and see, um, hopefully for the most part, the wonderful fruit that the church has had as disciples of Jesus, essentially outworking their faith. Because this is why we say that actually, this love that we've received from God, like through Jesus, love moves us. Um, one of my great friends, Archie, he's like served as an intern a few years ago and serving together, um, the youth, he had this phrase, or this like this kind of series of, of images, and he'd talk about when you when you catch God's gaze for you, when you catch the Father's gaze upon you, you experience the love of the Father as you see him looking at you. And it's at that point that that we see how he loves us, we see how he truly sees us, despite all the lies we might believe about ourselves. But also, what Archie would say is we also see how he loves those around us. We see what he's looking at. We see how he's looking at it. Because we also want to love what, what God loves, what's important to God. Like We want it to be important to us too. Now, talking about serving our communities, we've like heard those incredible testimonies of um, from like Johnny and Nick, how the youth and the kids have been going out reaching our communities. Now, there, there is a clear biblical link between faith and obedience um, as we're picking up the Bible in, in John chapter 13, just the next chapter. So 14 verse 15 has this, this line which Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Now really our, our faith, our devotion to Jesus always has an, an outworking in our obedience to his commands. But I want to say that the service isn't a stipulation for our love, but loving others is still our responsibility. Because when we, when we love others, it points to Jesus. It points to the one who has ultimately served us, the one who has saved us, and, and it's all because he loves us. And this is what, when we serve our communities, when we reach out, this is what our actions point to. It reveals what his work has, is, and will continue to achieve 
which ultimately is the inbreaking of his kingdom in which we can pray on earth as it is in heaven now um nick taylor and i we were having a conversation and and we were we were talking about this and how important actually turning our gaze outward and, and serving the community is because like we've said our faith has an outworking this love that god has for us it it creates something that has to spill out because experiencing god isn't this spiritual high to be tasted like a drug just in a moment but actually the the language used throughout the bible the the imagery that it portrays is always described as a river that is to flow through us god's love is a river that flows through us and ultimately if if a river doesn't flow that love only grows stale it only grows stale and um, probably one of the clearest, the most vivid pictures we get is in the prophetic language in, in Ezekiel 47, in which it describes this river that comes out of the source, comes through the east gate, and the river continues to get deeper and deeper the further away from its source it goes. And I'd, I'd say this, this culminates in verse 12 when it talks about on the banks there will grow trees. And um, maybe on a bit of a side note, this is common biblical imagery in which humans are described as trees something that that grows like we see in Isaiah 61 as well like oaks of righteousness these like humans are trees and it's these trees in verse 12 that describes them and says they will bear fruit fruit for food and leaves for healing because ultimately our service isn't just to increase our PR in the community God calls us to, to feed and nourish our communities, those around us. We're called to, to heal our communities. But we can only do this when we allow God's love to, to flow through us. So we do have to, to receive God's love, but we also have to allow it to be a river that, that flows through us. And I think these, these testimonies that we hear here, um, they're a great reminder. They inspire us. Um, but they also can really challenge us. So as we go away, let's maybe like you want to read Ezekiel 47. Maybe you want to continue reading through through John 13. But just remember this, what he said to us. He said, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. God bless you guys. <laughs>